0: You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to bonus episode number 11. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, our co-host, my good brother, and close personal friend, and the biggest Tim Drake fan, I have ever met. That's right. It's my good brother, Liam. Liam, welcome to bonus episode number 11. That's right. We have just just a myriad of things to talk about this week. It's going to be lots of fun. We're diving into the next two digital chapters of Batman The Adventures Continue, which will make up issue number 6 when it comes out in physical form. And it's parts three and four of this Red Sun Rising storyline where we learn the official, definitive DCAU origins of Jason Todd, the second Robin. At least until proven not canon by some other digital property uh, (laughs) in the (laughs) future. Exactly. All right, Liam. So as you stated, yes, this is Red Sun Rising parts three and four. If you have not read these yet, by all means, please stop what you're doing. Don't listen to this episode. Go check out the comics. They are uh, even if you, Liam, we've talked about this throughout the entire thing. Even if you don't love the story or the derivative nature of the story, the artwork alone uh, from ty templeton and monica kubina who we always schmooze up to here on this program but it's for good reason is to me is worth the 99 cents to drop on a digital version of of these comics yeah no doubt um yeah we've we've said that probably on every single bonus episode we've done covering this series but yeah, just the chance to to live in this in this world a little longer and to to see new stories being told. That's fun and and yes, you you really can't beat the art the art team as well. So it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely been a a net positive no matter uh, no matter what you think of I think of the story creatively, I think. And and again, we don't I don't think either of us hated it or anything, but it's and we'll get into that as we get into reviewing this episode, but Certainly, even if you do, if you just flat out hate it, I still think there's a lot of pretty pictures for you to look at. And uh, obviously, it's, <laughs> it's more DCAU content. So we're, uh, we're always going to be excited and, and advocate to uh, support that and uh, vote with your wallet, as they say. That's right. Uh, one of the things that we can throw out there that we've talked about on each of the prior bonus episodes, all of which you can check out in the archives at DCAUreview.com or on your favorite podcast app, just check out the bonus episode section. Uh, Liam, we've talked about the title cards that they've used for the digital first issues. Of course, a direct homage to the original title cards from Batman the Animated Series. Uh, the one for Red Sun Rising Part 3, I think, may be my favorite thus far. Uh, mm-hmm. a, it's a... It, an, it, image of Batman swinging in front of the red Gotham skies, uh, possibly the sun or the moon, depending on uh, what, how you look at it, but uh, just a a beautiful, beautiful shot with sort of a white, white highlight on against the black silhouette of the rest of his costume looks, uh, reminds me a lot of, of some of the Phantom City creative stuff that uh, that, they've, that that artist and those artists have done for uh, Mondo Tees and some of the posters and stuff like that they've done with them. So really, really cool start uh, for, for part three. So remember, the, these are chapters 11 and 12, parts three and four, as you said, that end up making up book six in the physical copy here, uh, which should be in stores in November, I believe, right? Mm hmm. All right. So here we go. Let's jump into the plot of this one, Liam. So uh, we get the return of a couple of Batman the Animated Series characters, which I thought was great. Uh, we start off with uh, seeing a visit from one Dr. Leslie Tompkins. Yeah, that's cool. Some of these characters uh, that were kind of integral or were recurring, at the very least, in the original Batman the Animated series. We never really got to see in the new Batman Adventures, save for maybe a cameo here or there. So, yeah, it was interesting to have uh, have him go to see Leslie. And and I guess we kind of see where that relationship soured a bit uh, over the years as as she sort of became very sort of, uh, you know, you know, became very sort of uh, disheartened by by Batman sort of continually taking on these young partners especially in light of as as it turns out she was she was aware of Jason and and had helped patch him up she mentions that Jason was was so reckless he had he had more injuries in 2 weeks than than Dick Grayson had in his entire career as Robin and so so it seems like this this uh this tragedy that befalls Jason Todd is uh, may have sort of led to, and you can sort of, uh, you know, fill in some blanks here and think maybe that's why we didn't see Leslie very much in the new Batman Adventures, the, this sort of uh, falling out or, or sort of, uh, it just changed, I, I guess Jason sort of changed her perspective on on Bruce and on, on, on the whole mythos of Batman. Yeah, the, there's a point where so Bruce goes to visit Leslie to sort of inform her that he's discovered that Jason is, in fact, alive. And we get more of the backstory going through as to why he he thought he was dead as we move through the comic, of course. But uh, there's a point where in their conversation that Leslie suggests that it's time for him to lay Batman to rest uh, or and that, you know, he needs she asks him to leave eventually because she's getting she's kind of getting all fired up about him placing young the, like you said, placing youngsters in harm's way. And she saw some warning signs that sort of suggested that Bruce uh, maybe had selected somebody that was a little bit more reckless than, than Dick had been. And um, so she, she really saw the warning signs as sort of similar to the way that Alfred uh, sort of did in, in prior issues that Jason was, was sort of uh, maybe, the wrong choice for Bruce uh, to pick as, mm-hmm. a, as a Robin and, but Batman sort of didn't heed that advice. He does, he does sort of defend himself saying that he was going to pull Jason off the uh, off the streets for good. And that's when he sort of split. But I, I think, I think the intimation there is that he sort of should have known better to begin with, which is sort of what Alfred alluded to it, as we said, in prior issues. Yeah, and we actually see that later in uh, in chapter twelve, um, uh, part four of Red Sunrising, We see uh, when Tim Drake, uh, after hearing Jason's sort of origin recounted to him, points out uh, in a very meta moment, points out this is literally the same as my story, <laughs> right down to you know being this kid who was living on the streets and was you know had run afoul of these criminals and all the way down to stealing the Robin suit, uh, you know, when he puts it on for the first time. And, you know, how, like, why would Bruce take me in if, if he had, you know, gone through this with Jason? And, and Alfred sort of tells him, well, because we, like, we knew you were different. We knew if we had thought for even one second that you would turn out like Jason, uh, we wouldn't have allowed you to put the suit on. Um, which I guess that they do do their best. I mean, we're kind of jumping around in in the plot here, but they do their best, I think, to, despite their very similar origins, uh, they do kind of show the stark differences between uh, Jason and Tim, despite them both being sort of sons of criminals who, uh, you know, run run afoul of Batman on the streets and then are taken in. So they, they do, I think, do a pretty good job of, As we see through these flashbacks and then uh, and then Alfred's conversations with Tim sort of explain that, yes, while Dick Grayson, Jason and Tim all had this sort of tragedy befall them uh, when they were young and which led to Batman taking them in, that, you know, Jason just had this extra anger and vengeful side and recklessness that neither Dick nor Tim had. And that's sort of what led to his downfall. Yeah, and cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but at least in the original introduction of the Jason Todd character in standard DC continuity, wasn't he a member also of a flying troop that was killed known as the yes. Flying Cods? Okay. Yes, the, the pre-Crisis uh, <laughs> pre- on Infinite Earths origin was, he was literally the same character, um, just with a different name, uh, because they wanted to have a younger Robin in the books, but they had sort of at that point editorially had made the decision to age up Dick Grayson as he was already in, like, the, the Teen Titans books. And, and they had sort of aged him up even in the, the main Batman books to be, uh, to be a college student by that point. So, yeah, this was like the compromise was like, all right, we want to introduce a character that's the same but younger, <laughs> Um, but we don't want it to we don't want to like de-age Dick Grayson so we'll make a character that's exactly the same as him so to your point there is a there is a great history of introducing a new Robin that has the exact same origin as the old Robin (laughs) yeah I, I mean that that does certainly is not an excuse for sort of what could be construed as create creative laziness uh or just you know the derivative nature as we stated of the jason todd origin but it's yeah it is it is at least great that they didn't try and just sweep it under the rug and say oh look over here this isn't the same it's basically the same thing but but we're not going to acknowledge that yeah they had you know they had to acknowledge it and i think that the way they end up acknowledging is is at least it, it got a little bit of a pass for me, at, at least, although it's sort of shuffled through as we'll get through as we, we uh, move through the plot here. But, yeah, as you said, you know, the differences that Alfred was talking about, we see uh, after Jason left at the end of the previous issue and taking the Robin costume and punching Batman in the face and all that. We see that he's struck out on his own and he's decided to become his own uh, young teenage vigilante Except uh, he's taken his violent streak to a new high uh, as he begins roughing up even more of Batman's rogues gallery. We see an interaction with the original Batman the Animated Series version of the Penguin. We see him shooting a grappling gun through uh, Kirk. Uh, we who we can assume maybe Kirk Langstrom's Man Bat. We're not sure based on the mm-hmm. fact that. As far as we know, he was cured in Batman, the animated series. Uh, we talked about that recently on our episode, Terror in the Skies, that he he didn't make an appearance in the new Batman adventures. So one could assume uh, that he was cured for good. But uh, again, there I mean, there were tie in comics that had him returning in, in various yeah. forms. So. Yeah. you Hart, actually Hart, he, uh, Kirk and Francine are, I believe, at Bruce Wayne's wedding in the uh, chemistry episode. That's right. I, I forgot about that. Um, good good pool there but uh, yeah so we, we don't know we don't know but regardless he he pops up in, in here and then there's a clock king appearance also which was mm-hmm. uh which was interesting so and then uh maybe the most the craziest thing i've seen in a batman or in a dcau uh batman tie-in comic panel we see robin sporting what looks like some sort of semi-automatic weapon or automatic weapon and just going to going Going ham on Killer Croc, just pumping him full of lead. Yeah, he goes. Uh, and by this I mean the Al Pacino version. He goes Scarface on him. Like, he, <laughs> uh, yeah, he he just f- pumps him full of lead, leaves him for dead. Uh, we get some pseudoscience explanation of how Croc survived, but um, and we we talked about this uh, uh, off the air uh, when this when this first chapter came out, uh, chapter eleven. Uh, do we think that he was so wounded that he sort of like molted and mutated and that's why he looks so different in the new Batman adventures? I think it has something to do with that being in that nasty Gotham Harbor water for just hours at a time. It just like the toxins or whatever in the water there mutated his skin and turned him green. Okay, yeah, I can see that too. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, we know there's just like stuff poured into the... You know, Clayface turned to mush, and then he, like, floats through the river and gets chemicals poured on him and becomes solid again. Like, yeah, there's a history. <laughs> we know there's just tons of chemicals, uh, you know, ace chemicals. Uh, when the when Jack Ryder gets turned to the creeper, he ends up just washing out into the river. So, yeah, I mean, some all, all drains lead to the, to the Gotham Harbor, so I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> of uh, just terrible, terrible chemicals in that water that uh, the Croc was exposed to. There you go. Well, that that makes as much sense. Remember, canon until proven otherwise. Here, that's right. Uh, so yeah, we so we get a very violent appearance from Jason Todd there, and then uh, we actually get another cameo appearance from a Batman the Animated Series character, one that we saw a courtesy of Ty Templeton's Instagram, but one that you probably wouldn't have assumed would make an appearance, Liam. That would be one Sid the Squid. That's right from uh. An episode we have not yet covered, but probably one of everyone who has watched Batman the Animated Series' favorite episodes. Uh, the man who killed Batman. He's sort of this unassuming, like rookie, uh, never-was crook who sort of keeps stumbling through this dumb luck into sort of confrontations with every major criminal in Gotham, and even appears at one point to have accidentally killed Batman. And uh and it's, it's, uh, it's one of the more memorable episodes of the whole series, which of course was a Paul Dini script. Um, I know Mark Hamill has pointed that out as maybe his favorite episode of the whole series. Um, so definitely a classic moment. And yeah, just, again, it's one of those things where it didn't need to be Sid the squid. It could have just been some random thug that Batman's interrogating. Right. But the idea, but the fact that you put it in, it reminds me of, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, uh, when the phantasm shows up for two seconds in epilogue, like right. you didn't need to be that character. But it's just a fun little wink and a nod that if you've been watching and reading and and paying attention to all these series over the years, it's like, hey, that's a really cool little nod to throw in there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It It's just what they call fan service, Liam. Mm hmm. <laughs> So uh, we are then sort of transported as Alfred continues to tell the tale of what happened uh, of a sort of side story between Harley and Joker that sort of alludes to them having a bit of a breakup. Uh, Jason swoops in and uh, it turns out, Liam, it may or may not have been a trap set by Harley and the Joker in order to capture Jason Todd. Uh, We then actually get the origin of Jason's white hair. (laughs) also that's right yeah we uh we we get that uh joker's uh electrified joy buzzer apparently just uh put that white streak right in the front of his hair he had previously had like a brownish reddish uh, streak to it and then yep post uh post that uh post that little shock therapy he is uh we get uh, We get to see his, uh, his white hair there and that's sort of where the first digital chapter, chapter 11 ends is with, uh, with the Joker and Harley having sort of reunited and having captured this new vengeful, violent Robin. Yeah, I I will mention one thing before we move on to the next chapter. And that is, uh, so for this issue, we talk about the artwork a lot. Uh, We talked about some of the cameos and stuff. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It looks like in this issue that uh, there's a Mark Morales who gets credit. He's the first anchor to get credit on this Mm -hmm. series. And the artwork actually, at least especially in that first opening scene with Leslie, um, stood out a little bit. I don't know if that's solely what he was working on or why he, he was not credited in the next issue. The artwork is a, to me looked a little bit different. Like maybe he had added some stuff or uh, the, how the inking worked or whatever, sort of adjusted ties, ties artwork to from, uh, from the start there. So what did you, what did you think of the, of the look of it? I, I preferred kind of without the, I prefer the artwork from the other issues um it's not bad it's just this has a little bit more detail i feel like which is sort Mm -hmm. of uh which is sort of not what the new batman adventure style is there's like you know it's more streamlined there's less detail that was the whole point of them changing the style there did you notice any difference did you did you you know enough to have an opinion on it no i wouldn't say i i had a real strong opinion one way or the other um uh, I I do kind of see what you mean. I feel like there there was a little more detailing like in the faces. Yeah, um, for sure. Both in in Leslie and in the the little girl uh, Kiri, I think they say her name is or Carrie maybe. Um, that uh, that Batman meets as he goes into the clinic. Uh, there's definitely a little, little maybe a little extra detailing in in the faces, a little sharper lines and things like that. But yeah, nothing nothing that I thought was bad. Just but yeah, I I think it looks. Looks a little different. And I guess that's the difference between uh, you know Ty Templeton inking his own work and and someone else inking it. Is you're just going to get a, a slightly different feel. But no, I didn't I didn't have a, a, a big problem with it one way or the other. There you go. Carrie, by the way, reminded me a little bit of Bumblebee. I don't know if you got, got that vibe yeah, or not. Yeah, she had the striped shirt and the the big uh, like pom pom uh, pigtail hairstyle. Um, yeah, yep. I, th- I thought maybe that was a a little a little nod to that. Yeah. So that's uh, that was. But yeah, that's that's a that is a, a fun little a little scene uh, uh, to start it out is it's sort of juxtaposed with Leslie being just really unhappy to see him. But this this little girl who's who's so excited that she gets to say she met Batman. And of course, just to sort of twist the knife a little bit, she goes, oh, I'm not scared of him. Uh, Batman would never hurt a kid. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. So moving on, Liam, chapter or part 4, Chapter 12, man, it's hard to <laughs> keep these things straight, uh, of Red Sun Rising opens up. And man, if Jason doesn't look a little bit like, uh, spoiler alert for Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, if he doesn't look a little bit like Tim Drake uh, in the same situation that he found himself in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Yes, but thankfully the Joker is at very least not, uh, not dressed like a cook this time. Good point, yeah, um, yeah. Harley, however, is dressed up like a psychiatrist, which, I, so this is the point where we talk about how, well, we've been begging and sort of, we we certainly have not been the only ones. A lot of people in the DCAU community was sort, sort of hoping for some sort of different story origin for Jason, and to their credit, uh, they sort of do veer off in a slightly div- slightly different direction than the standard Death in the Family storyline uh originally was but we were hoping for something vastly different and unfortunately we get a lot of the same and also a little bit like I mentioned here and alluded to of the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker Tim Drake storyline I thought that this at least this part here with Harley where she's uh, sort of quote-unquote diagnosing him as a as a psychiatrist would and why he's got his anger issues Mm -hmm. and the Joker playing along with it and alluding to Batman wanting to turn every child into Robin, I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, so I, I felt like their, their back and forth there, the Harley and the Joker back and forth was really good in my head. Of course I could hear Mark Hamill and Arlene Sorkin going back and forth on it. I, th- I thought that part was written really well. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh that, that feels pretty quintessential to the, the Joker Harley relationship and, um, as as we sort of go through the issue there and Harley kind of gets a little more squeamish about about it going forward. And, and as it becomes clear that the Joker doesn't plan on on letting him go or just roughing him up and, and setting him back on the streets, he's Joker sort of goes over the list of, of uh, you know, Penguin and, and Croc and. And Clock King and all these people that he's brutalized and he, he's, you know, he says this is self-preservation. Like he's gonna, this kid isn't gonna stop until he, he kills every one of us. So we've got to kill him. And that sort of leads Harley down a path that she's not, she's not quite ready to go that far yet. Um, and so they, so she's, uh, she uh, is sort of taken out of the room as he continues to beat uh, Jason with the of course the the trademark uh, crowbar, and that leads to finally uh, kind of the part where the thing the paths sort of diverge from the classic Death in the Family storyline, which is that actually Batman does arrive in time this time. He is Robin is still alive when Batman gets to the scene and sort of bursts into the room as the uh, Joker is still sort of mid beating. Yeah, that's that's the part that. It- you know, like I said, the expectation and the hope was maybe that this story of Jason would be different. And we didn't get that too much. This, however, d- did at least satisfy that for me in that, okay, so they didn't go just straight up. The Joker blows him up. Batman arrives and finds his burned dead corpse, you know, in the rubble. Uh, he gets there in time. And Jason, while it appears that he's dying, The, you know, he's in a flaming the the flaming warehouse that they are are in uh, has stuff has started falling. And the Joker ends up being involved in an explosion and a car lands on top of him. Uh, so Batman goes to to sort of help Jason. Jason says he's dying, uh, but that he wants as a final request. Uh, it's very similar to the way that he himself was sort of had this personal vendetta against the wolves and since then every other criminal in gotham to to rid them in honor of his late brother danny todd uh, mm-hmm. that he wants batman to avenge his death by going and killing killing the joker and batman tells him well we don't kill you know his his standard line we don't kill that's not what we do uh then i'm no better than him and jason actually comes back with Come on, man! Like you will never be the Joker. Like one right. death, one killing doesn't make you the Joker. Which I thought, okay, that's a little nuanced. That's a little different. I appreciate that. Like even in Under the Red Hood, when uh, spoiler spoiler alert, if you haven't read that, but there become there comes a point where Jason confronts Batman and begs him to kill the Joker. He you know he begs him for everything that the Joker did to him to kill him. And, of course, Batman refuses, but he never he sort of appeals to the look what he did to me. How could you not kill him based on what he did to me? And but in this, he says he sort of appealed to that idea that, well, Batman's next logical thought is, well, that that doesn't make me any different than the Joker. So in this, he says, well, it does, because you'll never be the Joker. You'll never turn into that madman and, you know, You'll never be the same person the Joker is, which is an interesting thought, but it's sort of it's sort of not really there's not a lot of time to think about that or lay out on it. Batman goes and uses the crowbar Uh, It sort of alludes to maybe if this was an animated uh, animated episode, the tension would build up with Batman holding the, the crowbar there in front of the Joker and then jamming it under the car to lift it up. So the tension really doesn't last too long. Jason is pissed off, and then the explosion happens and and he's not seen again. Batman begins digging through the rubble, and uh, Alfred continues to tell Tim that you know he searched for weeks, so we we kind of already heard that in past past issues, but so he was assumed dead, but didn't know whether or not he actually was dead or not, yeah, so and I guess we we have one more issue after this, two more digital chapters so. Yeah, but it does appear that perhaps we are not doing the he was literally dead and brought back to life via uh, either the Lazarus Pit or some uh, reality altering uh, uh, punches thrown against a wall, I think, was was how he came back in the comics. <laughs> uh, Infinite Crisis, great book. Well, very silly, but a great book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very fun, fun, silly time in DC Comics. But anyway, um, so it, it appears maybe he was just able to sort of disappear and sort of get into the wind before Batman could could find a trace of him. Um, so yeah, I, I so I guess we could talk about this now. This is sort of the main crux of everything. And as I already talked about, uh, there's a very meta line where Tim, uh, you know, yells at Alfred that. You know, his his and Jason's stories are so similar. And of course, with the benefit of hindsight slash foresight, I guess, technically, if, if we're going by the actual D.C.A.U. timeline, uh, we know where this Tim Drake Robbins story ends. Right. He he ends up in a very similar situation. We think only, we do. <laughs> right. <only laughs> instead of being killed by the Joker. Uh, he is sort of turned into this Joker Jr. and, and sort of his sanity is broken and, and that ultimately leads to him shooting the Joker uh, in, in the finale of that uh, that flashback in the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie. So uh, and even at the time, you can go back and listen to our episode, uh, episode 70, I believe, in our archives at DCAUreview.com. Uh, I noted how this is the DCAU's take on death in the family, and how it was really interesting to go right up to the edge, right? right. Just having Joker kill him, and then you know take that hard left turn, mm-hmm. and how how interesting of a choice that was. And now we <laughs> it, we find out that there actually was a real quote unquote death in the family in. Uh, At least as far as Batman knew, uh, that being this this mysterious second Robin uh, who who was literally killed. I mean, obviously, in the end, the Joker doesn't kill him. He like throws a a can a a can of hydrogen into a into a fire and (laughs) sort of blows them all up. You know, Robin sort of blows himself up. That's how Jason appears to have died in this Right. In this story. So it's not a one again, not a one to one comparison with the the comic book Death in the Family, but it is so similar. And I guess you can say maybe that's why they put in that stuff about Harley being so like squeamish about killing him. Right. Uh, and so the next time they got a hold of Robin rather than try to kill them, the Joker decides, well, let's just make him our son <laughs> instead. I guess you can say like that's Harley's influence on the Joker character. Yeah, I I guess like I I remember there's a conversation in that in Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker also with that Harley As she's running through Arkham and Batgirl is chasing her, she says, you know, how could you do this, Harley or something like that? Mm -hmm. And Harley responds sort of, oh, we just had a little fun. We just roughed him up a little bit. So, yeah, it kind of lends to that. It also sort of lends, I guess, maybe to her like the Harley Quinn and Batman movie a little bit, too, and the explanation of why she's not a straight up villain in that. I don't know, but obviously that takes place also before before Tim and and gets turned into Joker right. Jr. So I, it's it's hard to say. I guess it, I guess maybe because of the popularity of the Harley Quinn character and her anti-hero status uh, that she's sort of been turned into over the last decade or so, they didn't want to straight up make her this terrible, awful person. It's also Paul Dini writing his own creation. So maybe him recognizing the nuance in the Harley character that, yeah, she's, she's crazy and she loves the Joker, but it's a different type of, it's a different type of crazy, you know, her obsession with the Joker and her desire for him to love her doesn't automatically mean that she's just going to kill a kid like for him. Right so no, i i I guess i I don't know that that's, <laughs> all we can do is speculate, and that's all that we do here on this, but that's i that would be my explanation or my head canon for for why she sort of doesn't agree with straight up killing Jason, yeah, I mean I think that's fine i mean she's she's obviously violent and and insane just as he is, but yes, he's as you as you said there i think that's a good way of putting it she obviously has has certain lines that she feels that she won't she still won't cross despite being sort of pledging herself to this this madman so yeah i i mean that's interesting that's another thing that maybe would be interested in exploring in potential future follow up uh movies or, or comics like Because, again, sort of as we know, if this time, you know, this timeline is she's she's with the Joker for a long time. Eventually, she strikes out on her own and kind of goes straight for a while and then ends up back with him by the time the Return of the Joker flashbacks happen. So it would kind of be interesting to see more of like a uh, like, I guess, like a Harley anthology of exactly what her what exactly her thought processes and her leaving and, and going back to him over and over again. Um I thought that was that was really interesting. But sure. Y- yeah, from from there, um like we said, there it's not a one-to-one recreation of of death in the family, but the result is the same. You know, uh, because of the Joker, Batman is is Robinless again and then we sort of cut back to present day where Tim is uh, still kind of uneasy about things, but appreciates that Alfred finally told him the truth. And it appears that Batman arrives to sort of, uh, a, you know, agree with, with Alfred and, and begins to apologize, which, which Tim immediately sees through. Uh, because <laughs> Batman would never apologize for anything. Uh, and it, it turns out that it's Jason in the, uh, in the Batman suit and he knocks out Alfred with a batarang and then is able to defeat Tim pretty easily. And the final image, which is actually also the cover for the, uh, the digital chapter chapter 12 here um, is Jason in the bat suit, dragging an unconscious Tim up the stairs into Wayne Manor with, uh, with Tim in one hand and the, Tim's Robin suit in the other and that sort of sets up what will apparently be our our final confrontation here coming in uh, in issue seven chapters 13 and 14. Uh, that being Jason wanting Batman to sort of make a choice to either as, as we know now we've seen the synopsis for the seventh issue uh, came out for the DC solicits for set uh, for December Uh, that Jason is basically going to make Bruce an ultimatum. That being you can kill, you can finally write this wrong. You can finally kill the Joker or Jason might just go ahead and kill Tim. So that certainly sets up an, an interesting confrontation for what will be the finale of this story. Yeah. I, I hope there's some sort of like, I don't know my, my, I, We've talked about this. We've enjoyed this comic overall. Yes, it's a little bit frustrating to try and figure out how it fits into actual continuity, how it (laughs) fits into the story, how things we've already seen that have happened that have been sort of left by the wayside. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But with that said, I'm excited to see how this ends up. I want to see a battle between Batman and Jason, uh, especially the way that their last confrontation at the end of the prior chapter ended and uh what it looks like uh going forward and and so as you said that's supposed to be the final issue I we did see Ty Templeton comment this week on Instagram someone asked him if uh, if issue 7 would be it forever and he said that uh, it's kind of in the hands of the I mean that's what that's a good way to sell comics of course but you know it's in the hands of the the, the people and if you support the the comic and you know, there's a good chance that DC will look at that and say hmm maybe we should create more content uh, from this universe and mm-hmm. that he would seem to to be open to be to do more which is great so who knows if you can support this if you can buy the digital versions they're you know a dollar each so you can get the whole set so far there's been 12 digital issues of this as we've said chapters you get the whole set for 12 bucks or you can you know you can buy these as they come out we've gotten through chap or issue four i think Mm -hmm. it's out through issue four, issue four just came out in physical stores. So that's a good way to not only support the line, but also support your local comic shop. If you have one, go check that out. Uh, pick up a, a, a physical copy there. But Liam, I, the last thing we'll leave it here before we talk about art is if you had to fantasy book, as, as we'd say, or fantasy write how this ends, how would you end this comic? How's it going to end? Um well, this is also the problem with introducing new characters in the middle of a timeline. Right. I think Jason has to die. Right, for real this time. Yeah, like, that's the I, only I, that's the only thing that makes sense. He doesn't he's never mentioned again and never shows up again in any sort of media that that exists thus far. So he either has to die or disappear again or you have to have some sort of uh like come to jesus moment where he like throws down his guns and his helmet and apologizes and like goes and lives a normal life like those are kind of your only options i mean obviously if you want to go the happy ending route that you know bruce and and maybe even tim are finally able to get through to him and he sort of abandons his crusade but obviously we, we never hear of this character again. So it would be, it would be, you have, you, you can't just say, well, he's still out there. We just never talk about him again. Right. Uh, well, and, and, you could. Unless, you could. Silly. Yes. That would be very silly though. But if, but if he's just like, you know, if you just throw him in Arkham or whatever, at the end of the issue, or, or, you know, I don't know, he goes and joins, joins Task Force X or something, I mean, I guess you could you could do that if you wanted and, and sort of f- flesh out potential future sequel comics and s- stories to tell. But to me, I I, I I would like this, since this is, as far as we know right now, at least for this particular story, this is the end. Uh, I would like a definitive ending one way or the other. I would not like something that's open-ended. I would like you to just, what? so I would say you kill him, you can rehabilitate him, and he goes off. To just live a normal life or or yeah or you kill them i think those are your two options <laughs> uh, that makes that makes the most sense to me based on what we just discussed unless so here's the other thing so we know there are several characters and we'll get to this in a second several characters that haven't existed maybe you just throw uh, that are supposed to pop up in this series that have not not yet been revealed or that have not actually shown up in the comics yet so maybe you throw him into an alternate universe and you create the infinite crisis thing and he's got to bash through a wall uh that he just can't get <laughs> through by punching uh, but not really so yeah those two things seem like the only the only possible he he's got it he has to die like even if it's a we don't know if he's actually dead or not type situation which rehashing that again would be kind of dumb also but uh, yeah i think i think he's got to die whether it's the joker does batman kill him though because that they alluded to that at the end of the ep- of that that last issue that jason's not going to stop until batman kills him i feel like it's going to be like the uh it's going to be like a the Spider-Man movies, you know how the villains in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies always managed to kill themselves at the end of it to wrap up the story? Yes. <laughs> because inevitably they had found out Peter's secret and you couldn't have that character continue to exist in the world knowing what he knows. Right. So they all had to die. Um, right. That's kind of my thought is like, I don't know, you'll, you'll do something where, and I guess, I mean, that's kind of the way the story ends in the Under the Red Hood book. Obviously, he comes back and becomes sort of this recurring vigilante but at the that first story ends with you know him grabbing the joker and you know demanding batman make a decision either kill him or kill the joker and 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 ends up the the place ends up blowing up again and it's sort of left very ambiguous as to where he go you know after if whether or not he survived or or not but so yeah we'll see like I said, I think I would like a definitive ending one way or the other. And so to me, you, you can do a happy ending here and you can you can have them talk it out or or you can kill them. I think those are your two options. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. All right. So I alluded to it before, Lam. Obviously, this comic came about because of the DC Direct slash DC Collectibles action figure line that was announced. Uh, so there were some several figures from that series that were announced or that were shown uh, that have not yet appeared in comic form. So I, I'm just going to throw a couple at you. You can give me yes or no. Do these characters appear in the final issue? Okay. Any, mm-hmm. The answer could be no to all of them. I'm just, just curious on your thoughts if any of them appear. Okay. So we have Talon. No. No. Okay. Uh we have Hush. No. Uh we have the Batman who laughs. Maybe. Maybe, okay? Does do you think Jason turns into the Batman who laughs? That or I do have this idea that there's going to be like a, you know, a post-credit scene and we'll find out that maybe like yeah, there's there's the for this force of alternate Batman is out there somewhere, okay, and that's sort of gonna be our 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 open end i because I do feel like there's gonna be some sort of open ending to to, to this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's literally called the Adventures continue so I, I I could see that I could see there being some sort of allusion to this larger world of of alternate Batman near the end, okay, so in that case, then Vampire Batman. Yeah, maybe. All right, so yeah, maybe. So we got a couple maybes, and we got a couple no's. So uh, very interesting here. We will see whether or not the adventures do indeed continue after these seven issues here. So we shall find out. But, William, let's quickly talk about what we talk about every single time. We've already mentioned it a little bit uh, with the artwork here. Of these two chapters, what stood out for you for artwork and which did you have a favorite between the two of them? Um, I'd probably say chapter 12. Uh, I, like I said, I, I liked the art in, in both issues. I, I didn't think it, there was there wasn't as much, you know, spectacular stuff as there were. I felt like in the in the last uh, the last couple issues, it was you know a lot more sort of talking and 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 dealing with and not that there wasn't some fun stuff i thought joker and and harley being on the, on a date at like a carnival uh was funny um and and there's some fun stuff in there uh i liked the i mean I, I shouldn't say i liked it but i i was impressed by the brutality of of the joker it's one of those things where i'm still so used to like fox kids or kids wb standards and practices violence in this in these shows and comic books so to see him just like brutally beat the hell out of a child with a crowbar where and you can see like his like his cheekbone is like jutting out and he's missing teeth and you can see just like blood you know blood spewing everywhere like it's it's quite violent and quite brutal um it has to be one of it has to be one of if not the most brutal scenes in any in any DCAU uh, thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's quite quite brutal. Yeah, impressive. Uh, yeah, is is certainly the artwork is it's a little it's a little much at times. Like you said, his face is a little bit disfigured and his eye is like swollen shut. But yeah, he got smashed in the face with a crowbar. I guess that that makes sense as to why his face looks the way that it does and i guess that's where his little cheek scar comes from in the, draw, the drawings i guess being, so beaten in the face of the crowbar uh yeah I, I would agree with you i think the thing that stood out for me that i've i've loved and a lot of the, is the way that that monica continues to color it is the it's the fire like scenes with fire there's a lot of scenes mm-hmm. we've had Fireflies made a lot of appearances, been a lot of explosions, a lot of fire in this, in this series. And the way that she does the, the coloring, the warmth of that fire really, really, really stands out. Uh, especially with some of the images, there's an image that reminded me a little bit of, uh, I believe it was chapter 10 when Batman confronts Jason at the, at the old wolves hideout. There's a shot of Batman with his cape up and the, the fire sort of uh, mm-hmm. glowing off of them. And, and that, there's a very similar panel to that in chapter 12, where after the the uh, explosion happens and Batman is look before he starts looking for Jason, where he sees the explosion happen. It's a, it's very similar panel. The cape is up, the the fire is glowing off against his his cape and his his cowl. Really, really great. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, the the artwork continues to be just. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Of course, there were some some cool, cool nods and and uh, Easter eggs we saw this week that Monica confirmed she put the yellow bat suit in there as a nod to our friends over at the uh, DCAU Watchtower. If you have not uh, heard the story of the yellow bat suit, definitely check that out. They have a whole video of that on their YouTube channel. Uh, But uh, very, very interesting, very meta. Uh very very funny stuff here. And uh, I thought Jason in the in the Batman costume was uh was pretty awesome. I, I've yet to try it out yet, but I'm gonna see if my Jason head fits on my uh on my Batman uh my original Batman the new Ventures of Batman costume sets are there so I can make a custom Jason in Batman costume figure. But I thought that was ooh. a ooh, thought that was a unique look too, so Uh, really, really great continues to be really good. Uh, Ty Templeton is just, he's a wizard at just creating great visuals. I thought it was cool to see the Joker in his, uh, in sort of like a mashup of his original sort of gray trench coat suit. And, Mm -hmm. uh, his new Batman adventures uh, trench coat uh, suit with this, of course, with the, with the justice league J- Joker design look. Uh, so, so yeah, the visuals continue to be stunning and, and great and lots of fun. Robin with a, with a, with a AK 47 is one visual that I will never get out of my head though. Well, and uh, speaking of that scene, like the one I will never get out of my head is uh, killer croc flossing. Uh, which is uh yeah he's it turns out he was he was really ahead of his time with that but uh, yes there's a there's a shot of he's actually like he's like dropping a a giant pipe or something that he had grabbed but his arms are in like perfect uh fortnight dance uh flossing uh form so i i prefer to think of it that that was that was uh, that Croc created that dance in the uh, in the DCAU, and he also didn't get any uh, monetary compensation when Fortnite stole it. Um, <laughs> maybe that made him maybe he turned green with envy. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist that was dumb. All right, that means it's about uh, time to wrap this issue up. This episode up, uh, thank yeah, you, everybody. It, it, for- <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think i think we've we've run it out but suffice to say yeah, i think once again the the art is the uh the, the 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 top part of it again even if you're if you're not in love with the story there's so many great uh panels and shots uh between monica's colors and uh and ty depleton's art there Agreed, and uh, the covers aren't too bad either. I love seeing. Uh, I like that they started doing these sort of digital mashups for covers, uh, mm-hmm. taking a panel and creating their own cover for the uh, for the second parts instead of just using the same same standard cover for both. But there's been a lot of great cover work also out there. You can check that out on our Instagram. Head over to DC. At DCAU Review on Instagram. Also, check us out on Twitter at DCAU Review. Uh, Liam runs the Twitter page. We have lots of conversations about Batman, The Adventures Continue, and everything else DCAU, plus a little bit of standard DCU or DCU continuity in there as well. Uh, don't forget uh, to check out and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify, iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else where you can find a podcast or head over to dcaureview.com and there you can find our entire archive of every episode we've done thus far including Every bonus episode, every past issue of Batman The Adventures continue thus far, we have covered. And we are definitely looking forward to covering the next issue. Liam, uh, the good folks, of course, can check out our standard episodes. This coming weekend, we will be covering for our Green Lantern Month, the Green Lantern, the animated series pilot, which we are super excited to cover as part of our Elseworlds. Absolutely. We're very excited. This is our first sort of character-focused month. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with that We've already reviewed a couple of Green Lantern-centric episodes of Superman and Justice League We've got more fun stuff coming up So definitely check out our standard episodes And uh, yeah, join us back here In in another few weeks For what will, as of now Be the final Batman The Adventures Continue uh, Review bonus episode Can't wait, but until then I am Cal And I'm Liam And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.